0: Hello friends, welcome back to Mixology where we're going to be taking a look at a very special album today on the 26th of May 1967 in the UK and the 2nd of June in the United States, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band was a groundbreaking LP for the Beatles, and the first where they really used the studio to its fullest extent, further than the already groundbreaking levels they'd established on their previous album Revolver in 1966. And the great thing about this is, it means there's more chances for oddities to arise in the differences between the mono and stereo versions of the album, and with that in mind, there's plenty here for us to discover. So, originally released in both mono and stereo mixes on both sides of the Atlantic, the album is significantly different in its two mixes, or at least enough for it to be the original album that brought me into this whole mono versus stereo world. Obviously, we're going to start with the title track now and there's a few notable differences. The most notable of that being the electric guitar solo that comes in the final verse. is notably louder in mono than it is in stereo here. Let's hear it in mono and then I'll play you the same section again in stereo. Let's hear that again in stereo. I don't really- Another key moment in this track for a difference between the mono and stereo versions is the edit into the second track on the album, with a little help from my friends. It actually comes across a lot smoother in stereo than in mono, and I'm going to play both of those now quickly so you can hear the differences, starting with the mono. Course, now for the stereo. As we move on to the rather joyful second track on the album with a little help from my friends, Ringo puts in a very emotive and personal performance on this track if you like, but what differs between his performance here and on the mono is that on the mono there's a more prominent flange effect on his vocal, which is there in the stereo, but it appears to be more on the vocal that's panned hard left than the one that's slightly more to the center, which means it gets more buried in the mix. Here, let me play a bit from the stereo and then I'll transfer it to the mono.
1: When my love is away, does it worry you to be
0: alone? And back to Mono. How
1: do I feel by this? Being-
0: Moving on to track 3 now, we hit the vitally important Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, one of the main tracks that stood out to me when I was originally comparing the mono and stereo versions to this album, due to the flange effect on the vocal that's basically absent in the stereo version, but often quite prominent in the mono version. Let me play you a couple of bits for a comparison now, and we'll start with the mono version.
1: Picture yourself in a boat on a river
0: to stereo
1: trees and monolith skies. Somebody calls you you
0: And back to mono slowly a girl with colliders
1: go by
0: And now, under the pre-chorus here, there's a guitar part that's panned hard right in stereo that's absent in mono. Here, take a listen. And now, listen in the right channel. And let's check out that flange vocal effect again, shall we? What's also worth noting is that the mono version runs slightly slower than the stereo and I've had to readjust all the clips i played as the song goes along to make sure they line up in the transitions and this is probably just due to a difference in very speeding which we'll get to when we're talking about she's leaving home. Now track 4 on the album Getting Better has no real discernible differences, the fade out in stereo is maybe one extra little keyboard hit longer, but it's pretty negligible overall. However, the track after that, Fixing a Hole, brings in some more differences for us to check out. And the main one of these is that the backing vocals in the final verse and stereo are definitely louder than they are in mono. And the other is that you can hear Paul at the end for longer than you can in stereo, with his yelps that come from the basic recording of the backing track over at Regent Sound. Take a little listen to the mono, and then I'll play the stereo afterwards. To the stereo
1: and I still go mm-hmm. fixing a when the rain gets in. That's my microphone
0: and back to mono. Now, one of the most noticeable tracks for mono and stereo differences on the album comes in track 6, She's Leaving Home, where the mono version runs a whole pitch faster than the stereo version, the track being an E in stereo and F in mono. Here, I'll play you the track in mono and I'll transition it into stereo and I'm sure the speed difference will be noticeably jarring for you.
1: That she hoped would say more. She goes downstairs to the kitchen, clutching her handkerchief.
0: And let's move to the stereo.
1: Quietly turning the back door key. Stepping outside, she is free. She is
0: What a lot of people aren't aware of is that there's an edit in the backing track on this track that occurs after the chorus on each song. I'm going to play you in stereo and then in mono where the edit is noticeably more jarring in the stereo mix and it's not quite as smooth. It comes after the pixicato section just before McCartney comes in, right here. And now, notice how much more in time it is in mono. And now, just for fun, here's the unedited version, which was finally released in 2017 on the super deluxe edition of the album.
1: Father snores is wife
0: Side 1 ends with John Lennon returning to the fold after being mostly absent for the majority of side 1 with the very psychedelic circus based track being for the benefit of Mr Kite. Now for the most part the track is mostly the same between the mono and stereo versions but in the outro when the tape loops start coming in it seems there's more in the mono version well at least they're happening more often and the stereo version feels a little emptier in that regard although with the tracks pan left and right, they do come across a lot clearer for rather random tape loops. Here, I'll start you with the mono, I'll move you to the stereo, and I'll probably move you back to each one once more.
1: And, the stereo?
0: the album over we start side two with george harrison's only composition on the album the very heavily indian influence within you without you and it suits the vibe of the album very well it's a great way to open side two it sits there perfectly and for the most part the mix in mono and stereo is the same but there's a couple of more minor differences that occur closer to the end of the track I'm going to move to after the instrumental bridge now and I'm going to play you in stereo first where if you listen in the right hand channel you can hear George or one of the musicians counting back in just before George's vocal then comes in in the centre channel. Take a little listen in stereo and then I'll play you the same section in mono where that counting has been mixed out. Let's play that section again in mono and also note how George's vocal is slightly lower in the mix than in stereo. Also worth noting that George has a very slight flange effect on his vocal, most noticeable on the word talking after he comes back in the bridge there, so feel free to jump back and re-listen to the both of those, which I hadn't noticed quite to the extent until I just edited those two clips together. That effect has been added onto remixes by Giles Martin since the original version came out. but. It's often disputed whether it's there or not, and I say that it is. It's very slight, but it's there in the mono mix. What's also worth noting in this mix is that at the end, there is a burst of laughter in both mixes, which I believe George put there to bring people back from any seriousness in the track. But it's notably louder in mono than in stereo. Let me play you to the end of the song in mono, and listen to the laughter, and then I'll fade up the stereo and play that for you afterwards. And now, the stereo. Following on from George's track, we get Paul McCartney's When I'm Sixty Four, one of the first tracks actually recorded for the album between Strawberry Fields and Penny Lane, and was in competition to be a B side to one of those tunes initially before it was they were both issued as a double A side. Now, there's no real notable differences between the mono and stereo versions of the track, other than obviously mono and stereo mixing but i'd say the stereo runs slightly faster the track itself has been very speeded because paul mccartney's vocal is clearly pitched up on the final track and when you hear the session outtake on the super deluxe edition it runs notably slower in a lower key so i'm going to play a little clip from the mono and then merge that into the stereo where the tempo should pick up a little bit for you Now, as we move into Lovely Rita, a wonderful pop track for the album, sung and written by Paul once again. It has a few key differences we're going to be exploring, and the most notable of these that you'll explore through the clips I play, is that the mono plays at a slower tempo than the stereo, and interestingly on Giles Martins 2017 remix, he matches the speed of the stereo version, which one might argue is preferable. The track has been very speeded anyway, again, Paul has been pitched up a bit, and you can kind of get away with a slight difference between those two. But let's start right at the beginning of the track now, and Paul's ah backing vocal, or lead vocal, depending on how you picture it, is much louder and drier in the stereo mix. I'll start with the stereo, and then we'll move to playing it again in the mono. (laughs) Let's hear that at the slower tempo and with the quieter vocal in mono. Now the other notable difference in this track comes at the outro, so this track is one bookended by differences. And that is in the ad-libs at the end by both Paul and John. They're completely all over the place as to what's being said, sung, or yelled depending on your perspective on the performance and they're processed very differently in mono and stereo and the delay and the mixing and the levels and the wetness are very different between both mixes and it'll be something that's very prominent to you no matter how much you understood what I just said. I'm going to play the mono mix first which has less of it going on it's faded out to a more controlled environment and then I'll play the stereo where everything's a bit more haphazard and wild. So, let's hear it first in mono. And now the same again in stereo. second-to-last main track on the album, but not quite the second-to-last track on the album, Good Morning, Good Morning, one of my favourites, has two major differences between the two mixes. And one of those is in the guitar solo, most notably post-solo if you like, and the other comes in the outro, which we'll get to when we get to the outro. Now first of all we're going to focus on that guitar solo, and during the main solo they kind of sit in a similar position. It stands out a bit more in stereo, but that's just because of the air around the track I suppose, but it rocks a bit more in mono because of the sort of compressed and condensed sound in that centre channel. However, after the solo finishes in mono, the guitar is faded down, so it's still audible, but it doesn't overtake the lead vocal. Whereas in stereo, it gets slightly panned to one side and maintains its volume. And then there's one last screech before the drum roll by Ringo, which is treated to heavier ADT or flanging in mono than is in stereo. But this is because in stereo, the two tracks are separated, which minimizes the level of the effect. Let's hear that whole section in mono and then play the section again in stereo so you can listen to one then the other and compare and contrast. Round,
1: it's five you Somebody needs to know
0: the time the time Now, again, in stereo
1: People running round, it's five o'clock. Everyone in town is getting dark Everyone Get you see is full of life It's time for tea and meet the wife Somebody
0: needs to know the time Now, I'm going to play you the outro of both mixes sequentially, because there's not only the difference between the two outros I want to show you, but also the edit into the Sgt Pepper's reprise that comes afterwards. You could argue the timing is a bit better in mono, but the edit is dodgier and you can hear the tape speed up, whereas in stereo there's a slight pause, but it's also smoother at the same time with no tape speeding up on the start of the reprise. Here's the outro and stereo. Listen for the longer and more musically absent fade out where it just ends with the hunt and listen to the edit into the reprise. quickly cut that out for spoilers there let's hear that again in mono and pay attention to the shorter fade out and the edit into the reprise Again, quick fade-out to avoid spoilers, but we're going to discuss this now. Now, the Sgt. Pepper's reprises many differences between the mono and stereo, more so than any other track on the album, despite being the shortest. And one happens right at the intro. John mumbles something in a couple of bars, and there's more crowd cheering before the band comes in. And for some reason, the crowd cheering is more muted in stereo, and the bars where John mumbles are just edited out in stereo. You can even hear the slice in John's mumble. So let's play that in mono and then hear what's missing in stereo. And now the stereo. After that significant difference we're going to play on one that's a little bit more subtle now. When I play the lead vocals in stereo and then crossfade to mono. You'll notice in mono there's a slight delay effect on it. The final main difference in this track comes from Paul's ad-lib vocals during the outro, which are much more upfront and dry in mono, but distant, off to one side and reverb in stereo, and also the edit into A Day In The Life is at a different time in both mixes. Here, I'll play the mono and then the stereo afterwards. Lonely. the stereo track on the album the grandiose and epic a day in the life doesn't differ too much between its mono and stereo counterparts apart from in the orchestral build-ups and that rather important final piano chord now the build-ups in mono enter the track a bit more effectively and smoothly, but in stereo they build to a greater level, likely due to a lack of compression or a reduced amount of it on the track. And in that regard, they feel a bit more epic in stereo, but they feel more natural in mono. And also, under these counts on the basic track, Mal Evans was counting the bars out loud for the band, and in mono, his count is more heavily emphasized. It's still pretty low in the mix, but it's more prominent. And there's a heavier delay on his counting as well, giving it a more psychedelic effect. Let's play that first build up in mono and listen for, again, the way that it enters the track and the level it kind of gets to before it stops and listen to Mail's counting throughout. And then I'll play this in stereo and you'll see how Mouse counting kind of disappears and doesn't return but the orchestral build-up does get louder.
1: The English army had just won the war The crowd of people turned away But I just had to look Having read the
0: And now for that build up again in Stereo. After that double barrel cacophony of sound there, I'm going to have to play you it again. But for the second time round now, because the edit once again is a bit questionable in the stereo but more grandiose and also notice how the final piano chord that all important part of the album as it's the final moment is notably louder in stereo due to the separation but also the level it's edited on at and comes a hair later than it does in mono where it's slightly quieter and maybe not quite as epic probably the main downfall of the mono mix itself but one that's easily fixable with a quick turn of the volume knob so we'll start with mono once again and then we'll end on the stereo Finally, the stereo. many it takes to with that rather epic ending, we've come to the end of the mono versus stereo differences on the Beatles' Sgt Pepper album from 1967. Now the two non-album singles, Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane, also have mono and stereo mixes, although Penny Lane didn't get one until a few years later, and Strawberry Fields' one, released in 1967, was only released in 1967, and since then has received a remix that was done in the late 70s, I believe. And both these mixes don't differ too much from their original mono counterparts, so don't need highlighting here, thankfully, although there is the mono promo version of Penny Lane, which I'm sure any Beatles fanatic is already very familiar with. So, once again, thank you very much for listening to the show. This is episode five now. I've enjoyed where I've been going so far. I've got a fun few albums lined up for the next few episodes, including a very in-depth and long look at the Hollies' album Butterfly, also from 1967. And thanks to a nice package arrival from the postman today, I'll be looking at the mono and stereo versions of Simon and Garfunkel's bookends very soon as well. So, once again... Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already and email me with the email in the show notes as well. I'd love to hear from some of you guys about some of your mono and stereo experiences, how you discovered these differences at any stage in your life and ones that you love, especially out of all of them. And don't forget, if you want more of me in between, you can check out my radio show, Back to Mono, on the other podcast, which is obviously entitled Back to Mono. And whatever you're doing, And wherever you are, have a great, great day.
1: Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Fields Nothing is real And nothing to get hung about Strawberry Fields forever Strawberry Fields forever Strawberry feels forever